Welcome to Yes You, a podcast for women to imagine, explore, and step right on into a new paradigm of life and leadership. I'm Annie Carter, a conscious business owner, yoga practitioner, and a big believer that this world needs all women to show up just as we are. This world needs you. Yes, you. Are you in? Let's do this. Thank you for being here with me. I am here on Wurundjeri country. And just a couple of days ago, I walked 60 kilometers. Yes, 60 kilometers. So Abdo and I and my sister and her partner S, we all set out from my sister's house to walk to my mum's house. And that was starting in Northcote in Melbourne. So on Wurundjeri country. And we walked right down to Mount Eliza, so, and that is on Boonwurrung or Bunurong country, different spellings of it on different documents and things that I've been looking up. But basically, Bunurong country is from the Werribee River through to Wilson's Promontory, and it includes all of the Mornington Peninsula. So, as I like to try to do when I acknowledge that I'm on different country, I'm off the country that I'm part of or that I uh, live on usually, being Wurundjeri, Wurundjeri country, I like to try and just learn something about the people and the land that I'm walking on. So I've been looking for some information about Bunurong. I hope I'm getting the pronunciation right there. I haven't actually been able to find something to listen to to hear it. I hope I'm doing okay there. But the Bunurong people are part of the Kulin nations, the, the five different people groups or language groups that make up the Kulin nations of which Wurundjeri, Wurrung people are a part. So yeah, all part of that group of the Kulin nations. And I found an article written by Auntie Faye Stewart-Muir, who is a Bunurong elder and she is also a language expert. And there's an article on timeout.com that she wrote back in 2017 that has been republished a few times, I believe. And it's an introduction to Bunurong language. And so I'm going to share with you just one little phrase that she has shared and there are nine others. So I'll put the link to this article in the show notes and you can go and have a look yourself. Please do. So this phrase or this sentence means you are hearing or you are listening. And in language, it's yanabul nanada, yanabul nanada. Once again, can't be sure that I am pronouncing that right, but I'm giving it my best shot. Yana bul na nada, you are hearing or listening. And Auntie Faye says this is very important when the elders are passing on knowledge to children. If you don't listen, you miss part of the story and it won't be repeated. And when I read that, I was like, my gosh, there's like deep wisdom in that First of all, that we do hear, that we do listen and just that acknowledgement. If you don't listen, if you don't pay attention, you miss part of the story and it won't be repeated. That really resonated with me. So, yeah, go and have a look at that uh, article. Find some of the other phrases there and her little description of each one, a little bit of background and why it's important in Aboriginal culture. 
And maybe if you find that you're going to new places, if you're in Melbourne or if you've been somewhere locked down or restricted in terms of your movement and travel, now you're allowed to go out and about, pay attention to where it is that you're going and investigate, inquire about who are the traditional owners of the land? What is the history of this land? Let's just make that a really important and standard part of how we move around this earth, that we don't just move as though it all belongs to us. I think that is kind of like colonizer inheritance in some ways. Like we've inherited this attitude of just like the whole world is mine. Even I think about, you know, going overseas and where those of us who are English speakers, we expect everybody everywhere to speak English or to at least make a really good attempt at it for our benefit. All of that just kind of sets us up where we centre ourselves over and over. And, uh, yeah, so I think there's something important for us in the process of actually realising, you know what, this isn't my land. I don't own this land. I don't own this earth. I don't own any, any one part of it. And to instead be respectful and curious and, yeah, quick to acknowledge those who have cared for and been connected with the land and any part of this earth that that we might go visit. So that's my encouragement for you to do that too. So we are about one month out from Christmas at this point and whoa, that feels like it's just suddenly upon us. It feels like the same thing happened last year in 2020 as well. We kind of just came out of lockdown and then it's like, whoa, okay, it's on. wonder how you're feeling about that. Is that exciting? Is it overwhelming? Whatever it is, one thing is for sure. It is the season where from every direction, women start to get told you're not good enough and you need to change this. And there is this huge body focus. And I have just noticed it really, really intensely this year. I always do whenever we kind of, it's usually a little bit earlier as we hit springtime that starts to be, oh, you know, get ready, your summer body ready. And I would refer you back to a previous episode from probably about this time last year, which was called The Great Summer Body Lie. Go and have a listen to that if you haven't already, but listen to this one first and then go have a listen. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like since we've been in Melbourne, at least lockdown lasted a little bit longer. uh, So past, like we were into spring already and now here we are, we're coming up close to Christmas. It's just like, whoa, it is on. And I feel like everywhere I look, there's something telling me about what I need to change. And it's not even just like what I need to change about my body, but what I need to change about my body in time for Christmas. So just one more thing to add to the list. And here I've been taking note of some of the ads and things that I have seen around me. This one was from like a weight loss program. And it said, no one can help you but yourself. The body is yours to be beautiful or ugly it depends on you. Like, I don't know whether to laugh or scream when I read something like that. Can I just read it again? No one can help you but yourself. The body is yours to be beautiful or ugly. It depends on you. So your body is going to be beautiful or ugly. Which one do you choose? Well, of course, I'm going to choose beautiful things. I don't want to choose ugly. 
But then it's like, okay, what have I got to do? And of course they have a program that they can sell you so that you can have the beautiful body because nobody wants to have the ugly body because, oh my gosh, what a sin it would be to live in this world with anything other than a beautiful body, whatever that is deemed to be. Okay, let me move on. I read another one. This popped up on my Instagram stories. Wasn't looking for it. It's an ad, but, you know, they're targeting people like me who are, women (laughs) and maybe even more so women who might follow anything to do with like fitness or wellness being that, that world that I'm in. So it said this, lose some lumps and bumps before Christmas. We have mastered the art of helping women lose their lumps and bumps. And again, just the language like lumps and bumps, Like, what are they talking about? Like, if I have a lump or a bump, that's more something I'm going to go to my GP about and maybe I need a biopsy (laughs) because, like, lumps and bumps, it just is such a weird language. And that just got me into the language. I saw an ad, a woman was talking, and she, in the course, I just jotted down a few of the things that she said. There was a lot more, but these were just things that I, as I grabbed a pen, could write it down. She mentioned the dreaded turkey neck, like those are her words, dreaded turkey neck, crepey skin and jowls. And I just think jowls, <laughs> like that's just got a whole vibe to it, that word jowls. And I went to look it up, like where does that word jowls come from? And one of the descriptions of it is it's the cheek meat of a hog. So a pig's cheek meat. It's such loaded language that we use that these advertisers use. Like, of course, when she says you've got jowls, the cheek meat of a hog, of course you're going to want to get rid of that. And when they talk about getting rid of your lumps and bumps or, you you know, do you want to have an ugly body or a beautiful body, it's just so, so loaded. And it's like there's this imperative to do something about it and then they put on top of it an end date Like, you've got to get rid of your lumps and bumps for Christmas. Don't you dare arrive at Christmas with a lump or a bump. (laughs) And then, of course, there's something that they can sell you to help you get rid of your lumps and bumps. And then on top of all of that, because we're coming out of lockdown, there's also the lockdown rhetoric, the stories around that. I've seen things like lose your lockdown love handles, get rid of that lockdown excess, shed that lockdown coat, like all of that sort of stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, like we have just come out of lockdown. We are still in this pandemic situation. Could we just cut ourselves a break and not put pressure on ourselves to have to fulfill some unattainable, ridiculous beauty standard that is really just about control of women, control of women's bodies and making money off of us? This is about patriarchy and capitalism. Make no mistake. Oh my gosh, this stuff makes me mad, as you can probably gather. (laughs) But it's just because I think, you know, to each of us individually, sometimes it can get to us. Like it can get to me where I'm like, oh yeah, actually lumps and bumps, I guess they mean cellulite or I guess they mean that. And yeah, I've got some of that. And oh, I should, I guess I should get rid of it or And I can start to feel it can praise on my own insecurities. And it does that to each 
of us. It kind of gets in under your skin and tries to speak to you and to twist the knife at the point of your insecurity. And so there's that kind of insidious nature of it that can be really, really effective. For me, the antidote to that is to step back and to see the bigger picture of this. Not so much like, oh, what of my insecurities is that pushing the button of, but that these are the messages that are going out to women across the board. This is the message that is coming at my sister. This is the message that's coming at my niece. This is the message that's coming at my mother and at all of my friends, every woman that I love is being bombarded with the message that you're not okay, you need to change something and you better do it now and spend your money on it while you're there. And also that it's unattainable, it's unrealistic. And so it just kind of keeps us stuck in this cycle. And so when I see it on behalf of those that I love, it really makes me mad and I recognise it when it even gets to me. So rather than it really kind of going too far in terms of triggering my own insecurities, I feel like I've kind of trained myself to see it for what it is to the point that I'm just like, no, this is absolute crap and it makes me want to just get up and tell people, you know what, just piss off, like leave us alone. we got enough on our plate. And that's the thing. This urgency around it where it's saying like hashtag Christmas body goals, like Christmas body goals. So for Christmas, there's a bunch of stuff to do. I don't know about you, but I know for me, as I lead up to Christmas, I kind of have a bit of a list, whether it's written down or it's just running in my head of different things that I need to get done by then. And I guess for those of us in the Southern Hemisphere, it's partly about end of the year. It's not just about Christmas, but it's about kind of wrapping up the year that's been. And so it can be a time that's quite busy at work. You might be tying up loose ends. That could be on the list of things to do. Might be that there are a bunch of different catch-ups with people, little parties, check-ins, friends, family, workmates, colleagues, all of that could be there's also presents to buy. I know for me, I've kind of got my list of people that I want to buy gifts for. And so that's a list in itself. Changing my body by Christmas is not required for the end of the year. It's not required to participate in festivities of Christmas, but the messaging that we get is that it is absolutely essential. Like you need to put that at the top of your list, Christmas body goals or summer body goals. Now I got on Instagram and I typed in hashtag body goals. And sometimes I do this kind of thing for research to see what's out there. Like what is the message that is being shared and to kind of see it really starkly. So I'll look at something like that, but then it also worries me then what does the algorithm do with that? And because then I start getting fed more of that stuff. And I'm like, I don't want any more of it, but I just want to have a little bit of a peek at it. Maybe I need to set up a different Instagram account or something so I can do it from there and (laughs) have like an alter ego that's all interested in hashtag body goals. So I typed in hashtag body goals and oh my gosh, like what it looks like, like all of these bodies, these incredible sculpted bodies and what that looked like to me 
was really hard work, like really hard work, like not just something that you're going to add on your list of buy the presents, do the Christmas catch-ups, get your Kris Kringle thing sorted and transform your body to <laughs> to be like one of these pictures. Like, no, that would take massive commitment. And so if that is your goal to have a body that is sculpted in a particular way, like literally to be a fitness model, then that's not just going to happen kind of in between you buying your presents and getting your plum pudding. <laughs> like that is going to take major commitment. And if it is your goal, then go for it and all power to you and work hard at it because it's not going to come easily. But can we just take it off the list for the rest of us who are not actually seeking to be fitness models and who don't need to have a completely chiseled looking body? The other thing that I really noticed looking at these hashtag body goals images was just, they don't look like me. Like they don't look like my body shape. No matter how many squats I did or no matter how many bench presses or whatever it might be that I might do or no matter how much weight that I lost, my boobs are not going to be as big as a lot of the boobs that I saw on that hashtag body goals. (laughs) And like my legs, my bum are not going to be that shape. I saw this photo of myself as a kid recently and it was really interesting. I would have been maybe 11 years old and I was at the beach and in bathers and I looked at it and it was just this moment of real recognition of like, that was my body. Like it's the same body. Obviously in some ways it's a completely different body by now, but in another way, looking at it, it was like, I know that body. I know the the shape of that body. It's evolved. It's changed. Yes. But there's something in the same way that looking at my face as a kid, it's like, yeah, my face has changed a lot since I was 11 years old but there's a recognition. It's like, it's, it's the same. It looks like me, but younger, a body, the same, like looks at me, but younger, smaller. And yeah, it, I don't know. It just gave me pause to think, you know what, like our bodies are what they are. And I'm not saying like, let's not look after our bodies. Let's not move our bodies. Like I'm not even saying that it's necessarily wrong to lose some excess fat if it feels like excess or to strengthen up your muscles. Like that's not the point, but to fully transform our bodies in the way that is kind of flippantly thrown around as like hashtag body goals is a major, major thing to do. And we are being set up to fail if we think that it's just something that we can add to our list of things to do, and it is perpetually on our list of things to do, hashtag body goals, like just to change this, to get lean, to lose weight, to drop kilos, to drop a dress size, to whatever it is, like it's always on the list. And I'm telling you, people who are on Instagram with hashtag next to them as hashtag body goals, like they have made it an absolute priority to get their body into particular shape with very specific effort 
And often other things than exercise or the things that these programs are trying to sell us, it's often also with other significant procedures and with photoshopping and filters and all of the stuff. So if you want to meet that standard, to have any shot at it, it's going to take a massive commitment. It's going to take really making that a huge priority. And for the rest of us, it's just going to sit there on the list of a thing that we're supposed to have done but could never quite fulfil so that it keeps us in a perpetual state of feeling like we're not enough. And I just don't buy it. So hashtag Christmas body goals. I've got a few different ones to offer you. How about this? Do this for your body. First up, could you make it one of your goals to care for your body all the way up to Christmas? So a month out at this point, could you make a commitment to look after your body? So that might mean drinking water. It might mean sleeping. It could mean saying no to things sometimes. It could be that you just pay attention enough to know what food am I eating? Is this making me feel good? And you eat food that your body is just like, oh, yes, thank you. You know that stuff. So could that be your hashtag Christmas body goal to look after your body all the way up to Christmas and beyond. And you know, if you're listening to this outside of Christmas time, it all applies all the time. It's just heightened in this time because part of selling something is about having a sense of urgency. So Christmas is like the perfect example of here's a date, it's a deadline for us. So if we don't all fulfill this thing or buy this thing by then, then whoa, you know, the world is, is going to stop turning or something. I don't know. So there you go. First one, care for your body. Next one, hashtag Christmas body goals, to enjoy your body. Enjoy your body. Enjoy being in your body. Enjoy the feeling of your body. Enjoy the sensation of touching your body, of moving your body. Just enjoy it. Let yourself have a huge belly laugh where you don't worry about sucking in your tummy. You just let your belly go, that you don't worry about trying to look pretty while you do it. You just go for it. Dance at one of these Christmas parties. Get up there and dance and don't worry about what's jiggling or how it looks. Doesn't matter. Enjoy this body. Whatever feels like pleasure for you in your body, do that. Let that be your hashtag Christmas body goal. Another one, listen to your body. Let the wisdom of your body come through to you in this time. And gosh, that would be a gift to yourself. Like in this time that is so busy and there's so much stuff and there's so many messages coming from outside of ourselves, give yourself the the gift of turning in and listening to your body. Let your body speak to you about what you need and about what you want, about what's good for you. How about this? Create pleasurable experiences for your body and fully be there for them. So again, that might be about dancing or laughing, something that just is so pleasurable in your body. It might be about walking out in a park or going out to a forest, getting out in nature, sitting on the beach, something 
feels lovely in your body and not rushing past it because this season is a time of rushing as well. We're all just a bit frenzied. So slow down. Feel the feeling of pleasure in your body. Be fully present for it. Now that's a body goal. How about this one? To spread some Christmas cheer with your body. Like give some Christmas love to your body. Like I'm thinking, I have my list of people that I want to buy gifts for, for Christmas. What if I put my body on there? So yeah, I could write my name, but if I like really specify that it's it's this body of mine that I want to give something to, and it doesn't have to be a physical thing, but maybe it is. Maybe it's about buying a piece of jewelry or buying some clothing or a body lotion or something that just feels wonderful and to give it to my body as a gift that comes with a whole lot of love in the same way that you might give a gift to someone else in your life and that you would want to know that they love it and that they feel your love that comes with it. It could be an experience. It doesn't have to be about going and buying something, just something that reminds you that this body is wonderful and like an antithesis to this whole message that your body is wrong and needs to be fixed or tamed, patrolled in some way, disciplined. Flip that script and what if you made it that actually your body is something for you to feel grateful for, to take a moment. You might write a card to your body end of the year. Thank you for all that you have been to me this year. Amazing body. Thank you for everything that we've gone through together. Thank you that you have never let me down. Or maybe it's amazing body. I'm so sorry that it's been such a rough year for you with this trouble that you might've had or whatever the story of your body has been. See her as your friend. Put that on your list of Christmas body goals to honour and celebrate and spread some Christmas cheer with your body. Okay, my friends, thank you very much for listening. And, yeah, please be on high alert to all of the rubbish messages that are coming at you in this time because it's coming at all of us and it's like we need to kind of link arms and just go, "Uh uh-uh, like, no, we are not standing for this rubbish. It's not going to fly with us. And also... Maybe rewrite the hashtag Christmas body goals for yourself. Make them goals that actually matter to you, things that really are important and ones that bring the message to life within you that you are enough. Anything that will do that for you is, is time well spent and effort worth giving. All right, lots of love to you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me. Head on over to my website, anniecarter.com.au, where you'll find some free resources to support you in your life and leadership. Please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would really love your help in spreading the word about Yes You. So if you have friends who you think would enjoy it, please let them know. You could take a minute to write a review saying why you're loving it. 
and you could screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at underscore Annie Carter. Until next time, let me remind you that you, yes, you are awesome. And I'm so glad you're here. Sending you big love and I'll chat to you soon.